Hello, this is Christine Peterson with A Toolkit for a Better Life. In this fifth series of the podcast, we will focus on how our bodies and our minds work and give you various tips and tricks, tools and techniques for understanding yourself, being happier in yourself and living a better life. Each week, we will discuss different topics that might interest you and help you think differently to change the way you approach life and yourself we talk about the little things that make a big difference. Hello. Today I'm talking with Isabella Pudu and Francesca Bettini again on our podcast. And how are you today, Isabella and Francesca? Very well, thank you. Happy to be here again. Yes, thank you for inviting me, for inviting us. I'm very happy to be here again. Thank you. I'm so happy to, to see you again and to be able to talk about this very interesting subject, which is the importance of self-care when dealing with illnesses and crises. So before we get onto the topic, let me introduce Isabella and Francesca. Isabella Pudu is a professional certified ICF coach. She's a professional medical and caregiver coach. Isabella worked in the pharmaceutical field and devoted herself to voluntary work for many years. Since 2017, she's coaching individuals and also developing tailor-made workshops for school students. She collaborates as a coach in supporting healthcare workers in a Swiss hospital and is a partner and a mentor of the Medical Coaching Institute, MCI for both Italy and Switzerland in order to promote medical coaching training. Francesca Bettini is an executive and professional certified coach from the ICF. She's a certified Hogan assessment, unlocking EQ, so emotional intelligence certification, and she has a master's degree in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. She worked for more than 15 years in the pharmaceutical industry, and she's training at the MCI, the Medical Coaching Institute, to become a professional and certified medical coach and to be able to practice professionally, just as Isabella does. So, Isabella and Francesca, let's get on to this really interesting topic of self-care. My first question to you is, why is self-care so important? So, it's important because uh, a daily self-care is uh, fundamental for everybody. We normally take care of ourselves when we are already dealing with a health problem or medical crisis because we lack our own state of well-being. A health problem can be an illness, a chronic conditions such as diabetes, fibromyalgia, pulmonary hypertension, lupus, and so on. A medical crisis can be an accident, a surgery, and uh, we also know that the self-care is crucial in preventing illnesses and recovering from it. Mm. As we all know, life expectation has grown, but chronic illnesses also. Uh, global average life uh, has increased by almost 23 years wow. over the past six years. Mm. But the number of elderly persons will continue to rise. And the expectation in 2050 is that one in six people will be more than 65 years old. Wow. 
So age-related and chronic illnesses affects a large part of today's healthcare provisions and are intended, unfortunately, to, go, mm. to grow. Mm. So we need to find a new way of getting older in a better and empowering way than before. And the way is through self-care. Mm. So self-care is, is also the solution to stress-related problems of everyday life and can also prevent them. Very interesting. Yeah, what, what do you mean? Okay, let, let's start with the definition. Uh, stress is a physical and physiological response to a stressor that make us change the way we normally react and think. So stress can be caused by different stressors, which can be external and internal, uh, can be anything and everything if we think about the definition. Mm. So as you probably know, probably, of course, there are two main categories of stress, acute and chronic. Mm -hmm. So focusing on acute stress, uh, which is a, a short-term uh, stress triggered by a stressor. Mm, just to give you an example, can be negative, for example, as we all know, can be also positive, Let's think about a promotion, a birth, a wedding, a celebration, an achievement, because most of people are focused on, let's imagine, negative uh, trigger, mm. uh, but can, can also be positive and can, uh, can cause physical and mental symptoms such as headaches, uh, sweatings, palpitation, dizziness, uh, shortness uh, of breath, uh, muscle pains strong emotions, reactions against reactions. Mm. For example, a meeting that uh, ended in a short time request uh, from our boss uh, to prepare a presentation from the end uh, of the day, a higher performance to deal with, uh, a conflict management and achievement to pursue, participation and competition. These mm. are examples, let's say, everyday life. Mm. When faced with an alarm signal, our body switches from a sympathetic to a parasympathetic mode and releases stress hormones, which come back into balance when we decide which response to give to the stressor. Mm -hmm. But the real problem is that when we deal with chronic stress, it lasts for a long time because we are constantly living in a sympathetic mode, which causes many mental and physical problems and can lead to illness. So probably... Each of you has experienced one of these symptoms at least once, like the one we are exposed with acute stress. But the problem is that these stresses increase and increase. And there are a lot of, uh, and the immune system, there is a weakening of the immune system and uh, it increases the risk of infections and diseases and back pain and digestion problems and anxiety and mood swings. There are a lot of problems connected to chronic stress. Yeah, things like high blood pressure as well, I believe, that can lead to hypertension and cardiovascular diseases. Also, things that I've felt before, things like insomnia, and therefore, of course, always feeling tired. Uh, maybe lack of energy as well would be examples, Isabella. Absolutely. Lack of energy, like we talked before with Francesca, and this also lead to acute and chronic stress. Mm. So, in fact... Uh, the thing is that uh, the solution is about preventing. 
It's mm-hmm. about prevention. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a solution that uh, can be faced from everybody. So in fact, we can all deal with, with this solution. And the problem is that there is a duality in self-care. On one hand, it is mentioned everywhere. It is a huge economic business and has a worldwide impact. Imagine that now, according to the Global Wellness Institute, the global wellness economy worth 4.4 trillions in 2020. Wow. wow. And just think about what you can find around uh, online about self-care, nutrition, mm. sleep habits, exercise, detox, spa, massages. Everyone can easily become an expert in self-care. On the other hand, for many people, self-care still means being selfish or egoistical and prioritizing oneself before others. Mm. So it is linked to emotions such as shame, limiting beliefs, and values. So in both cases, the problem has to be handled very seriously. Mm. And as a medical coach, the first question is always to define what self-care is. Because of course, everybody has his own definition of self-care. And so we have different approaches to different problems. And for that reason, we use a self-care matrix for a healthy lifestyle and for preventing or healing from a health problem. So uh, what's this self-care matrix about? Let's introduce the Medri Coaching self-care matrix. And I just went through uh, this self-matrix during my training. And I would like to use the, the metaphor used by Shiri Ben-Arzi, uh, which is the founder of the MCI. And I'd like to, to mention her words uh, is taking care of yourself is a bit like taking care of your mobile phone. There are three ways you can go about making sure that the batteries are full. One is to wait until the battery is dead and then find a place to recharge it when you do. You need to to learn to function without a phone because the phone is dead. The second is to listen for the signal that indicates the battery is low Mm. and then rush to find a place to recharge, preventing it from going dead, Mm -hmm. of course. And the third is to recharge the battery regularly. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that uh, one is better and Mm. the other, of course, (laughs) not, but it's very Mm. subjective, as uh, Isabella said before. And, but oh, I also think uh, there is a bit of difference uh, between caring of yourself and caring for your phone <laughs> because self-care is more than a strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a way of life. Mm. It is an absolute must because uh, there is a thing that will help us prevent chronic stress, future disease, uh, and reducing stress because we are exposed to stressors all the time. Yeah. Uh, in medical coaching, we use a matrix template uh, to assist our clients uh, in establishing and enhancing their self-care structure. Mm-hmm. It is uh, crucial to emphasize uh, that this template function uh, as a flexible guide without a specific entry point uh, or predefined sequence. Mm-hmm. Our approach uh, is always uh, client-centric uh, acknowledging uh, 
that each individual starts uh, from their current abilities and comfort level. Mm. The goal is to prevent self-care from becoming additional stressor <laughs> in our clients' lives. Yeah. So in this matrix, which is uh, friendly used, mm -hmm. uh, we assess self-care across the three levels. It is important to note that the levels are not sequential, but rather different dimensions that can be explored based on the client's preference and readiness. The emphasis is on creating awareness, evaluating options, and fostering conscious decisions making. Okay. So the three levels are based on a foundational awareness like nutrition, movement and exercise, rest, environment and time and resource management. Mm -hmm. Let's say that this level is the one that we can find everywhere in social media. But here, it is important to define always with our client, what is nutrition for our client and what could be better for him. Mm. So it's not about making a big step and changing everything, but it's about really doing a small step and just making something a little better. Mm. And also movement and exercise. Uh, exercise for me could be going to the gym, but maybe for my client, it, it could be just uh, walking into a forest. Mm. So it is always very important to ask the client uh, what the, the definition means for him. Then we talk a lot about interpersonal connections because we know that connections can be a huge stressor in our life. Mm. So we talk about family relationship, working relationships with an illness, regarding an illness. We, we talk a lot about relationships with medical team and caregivers, social support, and communication skills. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, sometimes we really have problems communication, what we need. And then there is the personal growth and purpose, uh, which is something that normally we leave uh, Instead, this is very important because we need to address the purpose of our client, spirituality, personal development, mind-body connections, and values. So this matrix aims to empower clients in building a self-care routine tailored mm. to their unique circumstances and preferences. Mm. And it really emphasizes the importance of conscious decision-making, exploration, and the continual adaptation of strategies to foster overall well-being. Mm. But I really think that the most important thing is that there's much more than we think we can do. As we mentioned already in the energy management podcast, energy levels are subjecting and require attention. And self-care is about knowing and dealing also with this energy. And uh, here uh, I would like to mention this incredible metaphor used by Christine Miserandino. Christine Miserandino is an American award writer, a blogger, a speaker, a lupus patient advocate and founder of uh, www.butyoudontlooksick.com that compares spoons to available energy. And Christine, if I have time, I would like just to uh, really talk a little about this uh, spoon theory because it is amazing. And mm. of course, everybody can find it online. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Okay. So the, Christine was struggling when she was at college with lupus and always find difficult to justify herself with others. And one late night, her friend unexpectedly inquired about uh, Christine's experience with lupus. 
and assuming her friend knew everything from witnessing her daily struggles, Christine attempted to explain the emotional aspect, giving birth to what she called the spoon theory. So, gathering spoons from tables, Christine handed them to her friend, saying, Here you have lupus. Initially puzzled, her friend listened as Christine used the spoons to symbolize life choices. While healthy individuals have an infinite supply, those with chronic illnesses must ration spoons. So counting her spoons, Christine's friends discovered that each activity, no matter how trivial, cost one. And the game unveiled the challenges of daily planning and prioritizing. Mm. Even, so even simple tasks like, like getting dressed or making a shower could deplete spoons. And by the end of the exercise, she understood the constant awareness of limited energy. And Christine explained that some days are tougher than others, but that she learned to live with an extra spoon in her pocket. So considering it's, it is a blessing, the spoon theory has become a shared language among Christine's friends and family, serving as a code for what she can or cannot do. And it fosters understanding not only for lupus, but for anyone dealing with disability or illness. Uh, let's say also that the spoon theory encourages gratitude for life's moments and uh, prompts people to, to think twice before taking things for granted. But it's also a message for each of us uh, in our daily life uh, because we can always get ill or consume our spoons uh, on a bad day. So having a spare spoon always in your pocket is life-saving. Mm -hmm. I like it. Very nice. It is very nice and you can uh, find it uh, online. Mm. So what would you say are the three main takeaways from our talk today? Let's say with the, the first, uh, in, for me, important, uh, we are all at risk and therefore it is essential to take care of us uh, from a young age. Mm -hmm. If we are in, a, in the helping relationship, it, it should be a rule for everyone. Well, to take care of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the third uh, and uh, also important, ask professionals for help. Do not rely on the web. And mm -hmm. we usually call with Isabella, do not rely on Dr. Google. Yeah, exactly. Very, very interesting. Very interesting, Francesca and Isabella. Thank you. I love the spoon theory and I really love the reminder to ourselves to take care of ourselves better. I think it's an important reminder and one that we should all listen to once in a while, if not every day, actually. So, Isabella and Francesca, thank you very much for today. It was a real pleasure speaking with you and learning about this topic. So I wish you a lovely day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. You've been listening to A Toolkit for a Better Life, produced by Christine Peterson. For more information and details on how to contact us, please see the podcast description.